When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sports Social. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Coogan Cassius from IFL TV. Join us on the 13th of August at the Indigo at the O2 for the very first IFL live show featuring Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher and some very special guests. It's a night not to be missed. Get your tickets now at ifltv.com. Hello and welcome to Raw, The Fight Within, a brand new podcast series hosted by me, Coogan Cassius. Over the course of the series, I'll be sitting down with some of the most high-profile figures from the world of boxing, including fighters, trainers and promoters, in order to dig a little deeper and understand their own personal stories. This podcast is about much more than simply what happens inside the ring. It's about the journey, the sacrifices, the agony, the ecstasy, the highs, the lows, the tears and the fears. It's about getting to know the person. Thank you for tuning in and I really hope you enjoy it. If you do, be sure to like, comment and subscribe. This podcast is suitable for over 18s only as it may contain adult content and explicit language. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Raw The Fight Within Podcast. This week I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by a good friend of mine, uh, Bada Samreen. <laughs> thank you, thank um, you for having me, man. Yeah, how are you, mate? I'm great, I'm great. Alhamdulillah, can't complain, man. How are you? All good, all good. I know uh, we caught up last week uh, after um, Fahad and uh, Fazan wins uh, in Dubai. But yeah, I thought we'd kind of get you on this podcast. We know you've got a... Well, some people know you've got an interesting story there. So, yeah, we'll kind of ease in slowly and then we'll see how we go. You good with that? Yeah, cool, cool, man. So, Bada, what was your first ever memories of boxing, do you remember? Wow, so basically I started in 2012. It was November, actually, so it was kind of like cold, rainy and stuff like that. So I went with my brother to the gym, so we had to kind of take, like, there is something called service in Jordan. It's like a taxi, but it takes you only on, on one route. It doesn't go left and right. So they only follow one thing. So we had to stand in, in, the, <laughs> in, the, in the rain, under the rain, and wait for the service to come so we can go to the gym. Um, and when I started boxing, like I kind of felt like this is where I belong. And since then, honestly, I kind of stayed in that sport, but something really stupid happened two months after that. So my coach at that time, he put me in, in, in the ring for a sparring session, you know, first time sparring. 
So he put me against someone who was pretty much better at me at that time. And then first round, second round, he caught me with a, with an uppercut and he broke my rib. Oh, wow. Two, month, two months after I started boxing. And it shows you that this sport chose me because if I was just an ordinary guy going to the gym, I would have stopped. I would never continue doing boxing, you know what I mean? So it was just like that was my first ever memory, and I would never, ever forget that because a broken rib, man, you can't do anything about it. <laughs> it's not the greatest introduction into the sport, but no. yeah, wow. And that was in 2018 uh, for the Youth World Championships. I broke my right wrist two weeks before that championship. And I was, I was very, like, uh, very disappointed and angry and sad at the same time because I was working my, my ass off for that tournament. It was the last, also, that was the last championship for the youth. And, and then I will go to the elite level, you know? Um, I had to put the cast on and train for two weeks w with only my left hand. So before the championships, I removed the cast. It was very, very bad. It was like it was hurting without even touching it. Mm. So, I, I the first round when I uh, the first round I got by, and then I had to fight Azerbaijan champion. I I beat him, and then I had to fight Bulgarian uh, champion. And I also beat him, <laughs> and then in the semifinals, my it was over, man. And I achieved the bronze medal, as you say. I don't want to say I won a bronze medal because you can't win when you lose, you know. But it was it was a good uh, it was a good championship. So I managed to get bronze medal with a broken right wrist. So yeah, it was also like a thing that showed me that I'm not just a normal guy. I was made for this, basically. Growing up, was there a specific fighter that kind of even? got you into boxing, uh, you know, everyone's got their kind of, not necessarily an idol, but there's al there was always someone when you even follow the sport from a, a fan perspective that, you know, uh, that may have got you or used to watch a lot when you were younger. You know, the funny thing is I, I never really used to like boxing. I always was around, first, my first sport was football, soccer, and then I did a little bit of Roman wrestling. And, oh, I was just sat at home, like I said, my brother was doing boxing and he took me to the sport. And after I started doing boxing and I realized that, all right, I'm, I'm doing good actually in it. Then I started watching people. I wasn't watching before. Like I, I knew boxers, but I wasn't really watching it. And it's just, I, I felt like every, every boxer had something unique. And I wanted to be unique also. That's why I was watching a lot of fighters like Honestly, my, my top one is Floyd Mayweather. I, I cannot lie, man. He's just, he's remarkable. I used to watch him. I obviously used to watch Mike Tyson, Nassim Hamid, Roy Jones Jr. was also one of my favorite. So I kind of took a, a bit from each one of them and I put it into my training to create a new style, a unique style, because I didn't want to copy anyone because it would never ever work. You can't copy someone. Yeah. You know, and then... You just have to make your own style, and this is how I made it. I, I chose from each one of them and put it in my training. <laughs> have you ever thought about 
if you wasn't in the boxing industry, what you could have been doing now? Oh, man. Honestly, I really don't know. But one thing I know is I was always smart. If not in school, I was smart in, in, in basically in, how you want to say it, in the streets, you know. Like, I, I, I knew how to talk to people. I know how to uh, finesse you know, so I could I could be like a successful businessman, which I would probably be anyway. So yeah, I will probably be doing that. But I don't know if the thing is, boxing actually like uh, saved my life because I was doing other stuff I wasn't supposed to do. And uh, alhamdulillah, man, boxing taught me to be more disciplined in life. So it kind of took me away from the other stuff that I was doing. So. Can't really say. Not stuff you particularly want to yeah, disclose but <laughs> on, uh, on the camera, I could understand. But I mean, this is how 99% of boxers always are like that. They, they don't come from a wealthy family and start doing boxing unless like you, you really love the sport. But boxing was never really a choice for us. If you ask, you, I mean, you've seen a lot of other boxers. It's, it wasn't a choice. Like, it, was, it was a way out. And we started it, and we saw potential in ourselves, so we continue it. Why would you waste the talent, you know? So I don't, if I was, if, I, if my family was wealthy, I don't think I would ever be a boxer. So I didn't even know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know if I was a good boxer or not, because I wouldn't have ever tried it. What, what was it like for you growing up? Were you, did you get into fights as a kid? Was you getting into <laughs> altercations, anything that sticks out? I'm, uh, I was a really hard-headed guy, you know. I was always on fire. Everything was making me angry right away. I wasn't that calm type of guy. And I was I was pretty much, if not every day, every other day, but some days more than once. <laughs> yeah, I was doing a lot of fights in the street, school and other stuff, so. The thing is with boxing also, it taught me to not do that stuff because it teaches you more discipline, like I said, and it w you would realize if you, if you hit someone in the street, your life would be over. Because it's literally, if you hit someone with your hand, it's like a normal guy hitting someone with a bat. You, can, you could end somebody's life, so that's why, uh, yeah, it, it taught me not to do stupid stuff, be more disciplined and more awake, you know, it gives you awareness of life. Talk to me better about a time in your life where you felt as though you were uh, fighting a losing battle in your life. Not necessarily to do with boxing, but just in your life when a point you felt you were fighting like a losing battle. So coming from Jordan, yeah, there is literally almost no way out unless you get very, very lucky. And this is what was with me because... From 2012 until 2020, you're talking about eight years, yeah? I was boxing, boxing, boxing. I was achieving stuff. I was achieving in the sport as an amateur, but the thing over there, there is no money. There is no, there is no reward. And for someone, to, for you to turn professional, okay, you got to leave Jordan because there is no professional boxing over there. And for some managers or promoters to take you out, they would, they would think, all right, why would I take somebody out, pay his visa, pay his food, uh, transportation, etc., all that, and I have so many boxes in my country. Why would I take someone from Jordan? So it was like a kind of, 
it was like I said, it was, like you said, it was a losing battle. I was doing boxing, 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 but there was no reward. So what I did after after a while, after the World Championships, actually, after I received the bronze medal, because it was the first and only world medal for Jordan, which was historical uh, achievement. Mm. So after that, I took social media in my hands. I was sending literally to everyone. I even sent you a couple messages way back, and I sent a lot. I don't want to say names, but I messaged literally 85% of all the promoters and managers that you could name, okay? And some of them already know, and they probably regret that they didn't take me in, okay? And I stumbled into Ahmed Siddiqui, all right, into round 10. And man, it was just like a light came into my life out of nowhere. They were like, send me your passport, pictures, we'll process your visa. And that was actually when COVID was, like, was severe. And then they said, once COVID slows down a bit, we'll take you in. I thought it was just like uh, the other managers and promoters, they were telling me, some telling me lies and some were actually telling me truth. Why, why would I bring you and pay so much money and then there's no there's no fan base for you over here, let's say in the UK or in America, you know. I thought they were they were just like anybody else telling me just feeding me lies. And the day came man and it was true, man. Like there he was a man of his word. He was a man of his word. He took me in, man. He took me to Dubai and changed my whole life, man. You see the I've been in Dubai for for two and a half years. Those two and a half years, they changed my life completely. Those eight years that I was crafting and grinding in Jordan, okay, came out and was it was all worth it, man. That's why I always, after 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 that, what happened to me, I always believed that you have a chance. Just never give up. If it's meant to be for you, you will get it. Mm. If it's not meant to be for you, it's fine because you don't know what's best for you, you know, and. Like I said, it just changed my life, not just my life. It changed my family's life. It changed the whole community in Jordan, the kids, okay? They were growing up because when I grew up, there wasn't a professional boxer from Jordan that we could look up to, okay? And then we always used to see those good amateur boxers in Jordan. They box, 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 and after they reach 25, 26, they stop, they start working normal jobs to feed their families, all right? So it was like a kind of like a scary thing. Am I, am I, am I going to fall in the same footsteps or not? So the kids or the young, uh, youngins that are in Jordan right now, they, they have someone to look up to. Or at least if they don't want to look up to me, which is fine, they, they, they look up to the idea. If he could, why can I not? Yeah. So, man, <laughs> it's just a life-changing thing that happened to me, and I'm, I'm truly grateful for that. So today, in since you've been here in Dubai for the last two and a half years, what what are the everyday battles for you now away from boxing? What are they? What's the everyday like? Whether it's mental, whatever it is, what are the everyday battles for Bada? My everyday battle is honestly, man. I would lie to you if I have an everyday battle because I had everyday battles. Right now, there is no battle. For me right now is if I wake up and I'm healthy and I see the light, that means a blessing came up to me to continue striving and grinding and, 
and reaching to the next level. There is no battle, to be honest, on, other than missing my families, but missing them is not for long. All right, miss me for a couple of years, but I will return for you and make your life. I change your life, you know? So it's, it's a good thing, other than not miss you and be on the same level, you know? You got to do what you got to do. Would you call yourself an emotional person? Like, when's the last time you were fighting back in the tears? Like, are you that kind of guy? I mean, every 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 guy breaks sometimes. You know, there is there is a point where you break. But for me, I break in silence, to be honest, which is not good. It's not good at all. But I, the last time I cried, man, I cried out of happiness. I cried out of happiness the, when I was in the plane coming to here. I couldn't believe it, man. Obviously, I didn't. Uh, they told me don't have high expectation of what people see of Dubai and all that. There's no problem. You just take me, man. Now I do whatever I can to get to the top because that's one. How do you want me to say it? That's one opportunity that I got. Sorry, but let me let me just go back a bit. A lot of people don't understand in, in the boxing sport, yeah? First, it's not about you. Obviously, you got to train and all that. But that it needs one person to take you to the next level where it, it transitions. It's all about you then. Right now, it's all about me. I just got to win. I just got to train and I got to win. Before, if I trained and I win and I trained and I win, but nobody took me in, it would have gone to waste. Do you understand? So right now... My everyday battle is just wake up, be healthy, and be happy, and continue training. That's all, man. For yourself now, um, do you ever feel like you're having to fight demons? Do you have demons you fight? No, alhamdulillah, no. I'm, alhamdulillah, I, I, I'm quite religious, man, and, and whatever happens, happens for a reason. Whatever happens is meant to be for me. Other than that, you know, I, I just leave everything else to Allah, man. Because without Him, we're nothing, and whatever He chooses for us is the best. Even though if we, if we might think it's not the best, it is the best. So I, I don't have to fight any demons whatsoever, alhamdulillah. What was that life like for you in, in Jordan? How would you describe? It was a little bit... Of uh, it was good and it w it wasn't really bad, but it's just like it's different, you know. Especially because I'm I have blue eyes, you know. I'm I'm not really brown as some of, most of the Jordanians are, and this is one thing I had to go through all the time because they think when you have blue eyes and you're like blonde, you know, they they you're like. Um, Weak, you know. That's why I always had to prove myself. Come here, man, <laughs> and bang them left and right. But it's 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 okay. It's just it's just tough, man. Because over there the currency is very high, and there's no money coming in, and it's very expensive. And old school minded people, man. Let me tell you something. Very old school. If you go there, man, you don't speak English. You you're gonna have a tough time. <laughs> have you got kids? No. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm 23. It's all right. I know people that had kids when they were 18, 19. So. No, man, I, I can't have kids. I'm, uh, I need to be focused right now because I have young siblings. I have a 
five-year-old and a 10-year-old sibling. And my older brother is 24. Actually, he's coming to Dubai very soon, inshallah, also turning professional, inshallah. So, look, you, 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 know, you fight for yourself, uh, you know, for, for Jordan, now Dubai, your, your, your siblings, your family. Who, who fights for you? Who's in your corner? Who backs you? Man, Who's there for you? The people that I back up, they back me up. My family, my missus, my, my, my manager, Ahmed, Siddiqui, the whole round 10 family, you know, my, my closest friend to me. They all back me up. But the thing is, boxing is very lonely, man. No matter how many people back you up, it doesn't really matter, man. Because you're, you're, you're in the ring by yourself. So it's good to have people back you up, but at the end, it really doesn't matter who backs you up and who not. You said boxing's a lonely sport, which I've heard, or can be a lonely sport. When have you experienced that? Have you experienced that? Is it something you've seen? Something I've lived. <laughs> Just alone, being in the ring by yourself, nobody can help you no matter what. Either, either you, take a, you take the loss or you take the win. You know, but when you take a loss, this is where the people that are in your life that you would actually realize that, okay, they're in my life and they support me. Because when you win, everybody loves you. When you lose, only some people love you. You know, especially your mother. Your mother always loves you, no matter what. <laughs> but yeah, um, camp life can be very lonely. You know, your friends doing stuff you can't do. Your friends eating stuff you cannot eat. Your friends out, you gotta run. You gotta do it. What you gotta sacrifice. do, man. It's all about sacrifice. Boxing is more mentally than physically, because if you take anybody, anyone from the street, or anyone, put them in the gym for a couple of years, they will be fit regardless. But they're gonna they're gonna reach a point where their mental part is gonna be like, nah, I can't take this anymore. You know. And uh, that's, why, that's why you realize when that sport, that's why you realize that this sport is the most difficult sport in the world. Because you train, you train, you train, you train to be in a ring with someone who wants to take your head off. You cut weight like an abnormal t human being, okay? And then you start eating again. Like, the whole sport really doesn't make sense if you really think about it. But it's just a way of life, man. It's a way of life. I mean, I can't live without boxing, to be honest. No matter how crazy it sounds, I got a blue eye, but it <laughs> doesn't matter, man. For me, boxing is boxing. Boxing is life, man. Boxing is life. Do you believe that um, depression exists in boxing? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Wow, man, that's, that's, that's something I really think about a lot, you know. Sometimes I feel like it will come close to me, but this is where I return to Allah most of the time, you know. Like, alhamdulillah, I pray and I do whatever I can do to be a great Muslim, okay. But being closer to Him helps me not to be depressed, you know. Because that religion has answers for literally everything in the world okay so if you're depressed you need someone you just got to bend down and 
ask him for stuff, you know, ask him to make your life easier, to give you shed a light. Is that is that right what I'm doing? Is it wrong what I'm doing? What what should I do? It will give you light throughout your life. So man, depression depression can be a really I don't know, even know what to say, man, because it's really hard because I know how it feels, man. Like sometimes you're, you're about to break, especially in camp, because some stuff really does not make sense, man, in the sport. Like you get hits for reward, people pay you money to watch you getting beat, the other pay, uh, people pay you money to see you knock somebody out or kill someone. Like you think you think of yourself cheap sometimes, you know, like what am I doing? <laughs> but then again, uh, I believe everybody was born for a reason. I can be a doctor, I can be an engineer. The only way for me is to be a boxer. And that's the only thing I can be great in. So I will be great in it. No matter what the outcome is, but I will be, inshallah. You're only 23 years of age, but if you could go back in time five years and speak to an 18-year-old version, or not a version, but 18-year-old Badr Samarin, what, what do you go back five years and what, what would you say? 18 years? Yeah, what would you, how you are now, what you know now at 23, what would you go back and say to an 18-year-old you? Man, the thing is, 17, yeah, uh, I would say something, but 18, I was Already in go back to seventeen then. Seventeen, I, I was, I was, I was like in a, in a place where I'm, I'm, I, I was gonna stop, and I was training, like I was training on and off, on and off. Mm. Bad friends, you know. I would tell them that, you know, you just gotta keep going, and that's what I did, to be honest. Like, uh, I'm, I'm glad that I changed my circle. I'm glad that I went lonely for a while, because if I didn't went, off. And without friends, I wouldn't be here right now. So I had to do that step to tell everybody to basically fuck off and leave me alone and let me be so I can focus because at the end of the day, my, and the friends that I, I, I can't even call them friends, but those people that I, I used to hang out with, they, they're already like wealthy type of people, you know? Like they had their stuff when they finished school or they finished university. They would already have a good paying job. And on the other hand, I wouldn't. Matter of fact, I wouldn't even go to the university because my dad couldn't pay for it. So either way, I, w I would stay friends with them and end up cleaning their toilets. Uh, or I would step away and let them say, oh, he used to, used to be our friend, but we lost him. You know? So I, I stopped being friends with these type of people and... I managed to get a grip on myself and stay focused in the sport, and this is where it got me. Sounds like at just at 23, you've kind of learned a lot in life at a man. I a very young a lot age. of people a lot of people think that I fake my passport or some shit, but now nah, man, 23, but alhamdulillah, very wise, and I don't fall for any words anymore. Okay, uh, last one. Just you can answer this how you uh, interpret it. It's kind of an open-ended question. But what what drives or what still drives that fight within you? When you get up in the morning. What's the factors that you think? Right, today I've got to like 
do this or I've got to achieve this? Like, what, what drives that fight within you? Well, what drives me is that I'm here. I got an opportunity, a lifetime. I cannot waste it. I, get, I got people depending on me, you know. I have people that are talking about life and death about me and they would literally do anything for me, you know, especially my family. So I can't be in Dubai or anywhere and not do what I'm supposed to do. So I'm doing it for them because I, I basically live for my family, you know. If they're happy, I'm happy. If they eat good food, I eat good food. If I see them wearing nice clothes, I, I'm more than happy. You know, I can't be doing nice stuff and they couldn't. And, do you understand what yeah, I'm of saying? Course, though? Of course. So yeah, the, uh, they they drive me. That's that's my only drive, man. Mm. Just to keep going. And also the 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 my my country. You know, the the kids that are they they want to see potential because I, the things that I get as messages on Instagram is like. Shivari is very inspiring, you know, because I was that t I was that kid messaging people. Matter of fact, I used to message I messaged uh, what's it called Badu Jack way back, and I've seen him one time in Jordan in 2017. And then guess what? I came to Dubai. I fought on the, uh, in his undercard. I've I actually fought twice with him on the same show. Imagine, and we met each other. We spoke and all that. And I told him about this. Like it's. It's crazy to it's it's crazy to live it. You message someone that you don't know, and suddenly you're in the same place. Or when I was in Saudi, man, that was another level. I went to Saudi twice. I fought there twice. You realize that on on the Jake Paul and Tommy Fury card, man, on the press conference, I was sat there, and Mike Tyson was sat in front of me, man. Can you can you believe that? Like the 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 people that. He's a Hall of Famer, man. He's a legend. Watching me, and by the way, he, he almost made me shit myself because he was, he was staring at me, and I was looking back and then looking away. And then I looked back at him, he was still staring at me. And one time, he, when, when I stared at him and he stared at me again, he was like, Whoa, that man, that made my life. That made my day. Not gonna lie. It's crazy, it's crazy, man. Seeing all these fighters, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, I saw all of them, man. It's crazy. And you're only just starting. Um, Bada, listen, I appreciate you coming on Raw the Fight with man, me. Man, thank you for having me, man. Thank no you. problem, no I thank really you. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll catch up with you ahead of your, your next fight date, uh, whenever that is. But yeah, appreciate you coming on Raw the thank Fight you, with Vin. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. No problem. Guys, thank you very much for listening or watching. We will see you next week. And make sure you comment, like, and subscribe. We're out. Sports Social Podcast Network.